verse, verse number 23, I think it is. They're going to put that up here in a little bit. But Jude, verse 24, it, here's what I want you to do. Now, we're preaching on the, on the garments of the high priest and uh, uh, how it's a picture of our great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God set that up with the tabernacle. But before we put up the tabernacle, what I want you to do right now, now listen to me, you ain't, you ain't going to God without a high priest. Amen. You are not going. And you better make sure you have the great high priest, the one and only high priest, Jesus Christ, as your Savior. And if you don't have him as your Savior, I want to encourage you right now, bow your head. I don't care where you're at. Timbuktu are in this building. Say, God, I want to be saved. I want Christ as my Savior. Repent of your sins. Say, God, I'm a wicked sinner. I ought to go to hell, but I want to trust Christ as my Savior. And I believe on his death and his burial and his resurrection. And I want Christ. Receiving. The Bible says, many has received and to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not might be, could be, ought to be, shall be saved. Amen. And it's something he does. You don't do it. God does it. Amen. Well, after you get saved, you're reading your New Testament through and, and you're reading through the epistles and you find out that we're looking at verses. We don't even really realize what they're saying to us. I want you to look at this verse. Now unto him, talking about Jesus Christ, that is able to keep you from doing what? Fallen. And to do what? Present you faultless. Is anybody in here faultless? I ain't faultless, but he's faultless. And, 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 and look at this and present and present you before the presence of his glory. Boy, that what happened to that thing? <laughs> Okay, that's what I don't like about computers. Up, down, hit here, hit that. It don't, never works right for me. But anyway, if you happen to have a Bible with you, it's over in Jude verse 24. He's able to present you faultless before the throne of his glory. Just take your Bibles there to, I'll tell you, the devil's after us. He didn't like that Sunday school class, did he? He did not like that Sunday school class. Well, he can just take it, Amen. Amen. I ain't to back it up from him. I've got a Savior. Greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. Verse number 24 says, Now unto him, the Lord Jesus Christ, that is able to keep you from falling. And he is. Amen. And by the way, if he don't keep you, you will fall. But I want to give you something. Take the Bible in whole context. A, a just man falleth seven times and the Lord will raise him up. You don't know nobody hadn't fallen except Jesus. But here's what I want to get to about his high priest work. To present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. That's our great high priest. His, his work, his ministry is to take you and I, interceding for us right now, showing his wounds that our sins have been paid for, satisfying, satisfying the accusations against us, in that in him our sins are paid for. And also giving us access to God. And the Bible says here, look at this. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. If you're saved, let me tell you what's going to happen. Jesus Christ, our great high priest, because of who he is and what he's done, not because of who we are. But because of his blood and his sacrifice and his righteousness, he is going to present you to the father faultless. Shout right now, amen. amen. Bless God Almighty, if that don't make you happy, you can't be made happy, amen. amen. Brother Atchison, would you stand and pray for me while I preach? I need prayer. Would you please pray for me? I appreciate that, man. He, he's trying to raise his family for God. I respect any man trying to do that. Pray for me, would you please?
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you again to be able to come in your presence, Lord. We just ask that you place an anointing upon Reggie right now, Lord, as he tries to bring your word to us, Lord, and that we be able to just uh, put it in our hearts as we go through this message and throughout our, our daily walks, that we put you first in all things, Lord, that we'll be able to know who you are in our lives and that we look to you for every every direction and guidance in life, Lord, and when we get, get caught up in this world, Lord, but we know, Lord, that uh, you're able to provide and give what we are needed to in this life, Lord, and we ask that you just place your spirit upon Reggie right now, Lord, that he would just be able to bring to us the message that we are in need of and that we'll be able to go out there and give the message of the gospel and who you are and the Prince of Peace to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 The whole thing I'm trying to get across to this is that we have a high priest. The Bible wants you and I to know that we have a great high priest, Jesus Christ, who has entered in beyond the veil into the holy place where God is, and he represents us. Now, he was our sacrifice. He was our offering, our lamb. He was our high priest. And he is interceding for us. He's provided everything you need. He is a complete savior. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us. And he takes us and presents us faultless before the throne of his glory. Now, I'll tell you what, if that ain't exciting, I don't know anything it is. Because if he don't present me faultless and I'm on my own, we in trouble, boy. We in trouble, big trouble, amen. Well, anyway, let's go here to Exodus. Now, put that high priest up there if you want to. And you take your Bibles, and then after a little bit, they'll put this up on that. And we're going to get, now, let me just tell you before we start, uh, I, I, um, I've got a ball game I'm wanting to watch. It comes on about 12.15, so we're going to quit her. No, I'm lying to you. I ain't going to get done today, so I'm going to finish it tonight. So I'll tell you that. So I'm going to try to, but I am going to try to get on out and just, I got a place I'm going to try to stop. But uh, here's this, here's this deal. Now, everybody, you see this right here on my lapel. I said, I think last week, the lady back in, in uh, uh, what state is it? Maryland? I don't know for sure. But she sent me this, and she's a, a Jewish lady that's been saved. And she's a follower of Jesus Christ. And Jewish people have a, you know, they, they get into this stuff a lot more. They're raised in that. They know a lot more about this. But right here is a little lapel that she sent me, which is a miniature of what you're seeing right there. And those are the 12 stones in the, the high priest's breastplate. So we're going to look today at the high priest breastplate. All right. Now, if we go back to his his uh, just looking at his whole dress there, let's look at a few things. So he has all everything that he has there has a significance and it points to Jesus Christ as our high priest. So we're going to go here to Exodus chapter uh, 28 and let's pick it up at about uh, verse number 15 just for today. And thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment. Now, underline that breastplate of judgment. Huh. Judgment, 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 breastplate of judgment. You and I, the Bible says, appointed unto men wants to die. And after this, the judgment. the judgment, I have somebody going before me and with me into judgment. I have a great high priest. I don't have to face God alone. I don't have to face God representing myself. I have a great high priest. He said the breastplate of judgment with cunning work after the work of the ephod. And he's going to list now some colors and so forth. He said, thou shalt make it of gold, of blue, of purple, of scarlet, and of fine twine linen shalt thou make it. 
so we're going to stop right there. There are seven, seven different uh, 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 pieces on his deal, that, on his, on his uh, uh, garments there. There's the ephod, the girdle, the robe, the coat, the mitre, the crown, and the breastplate. Seven of them. We go back and read this stuff just to, just to insert this for a takeoff. What's the number seven in the Bible? Completion and perfection. This high priest has seven pieces that God said for Moses to make. And he said, I want him to wear them as a representative of your, high, your great high priest. What does that tell you about your great high priest? Seven. He's com- we're com- the New Testament says we are complete in him. He is perfect. He's all I need. He's everything I need. The New Testament says he is our all and in all. Please listen to this. When we enter into eternity, it is not preachers that's going to get glory. It is not missionaries that's going to get glory or pastors. All glory is going to Jesus Christ. And you and I are complete in him and perfect in Christ. That's why your New Testament says in the book of Ephesians, it says over and over, in whom? In Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. And we'll see that in this pretty soon. So there's seven garments which speaks of the completeness and the perfection of our great high priest. Now the breastplate is the first one mentioned here in this situation here. And what that means is that this breastplate, put that back up if you want to, is preeminent, it's right there, it's prominent in his clothing, and it tells us of the preeminence of his work and the purpose of the priest. Now, if you want to put that back up there, the scripture back up, in verse number 15, look what it says. It's going to give you five different things here. It's going to give you gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and linen. Five colors. All right? Because linen, the Bible speaks of white linen. There's five things. What's the number five in your Bible? Grace. Grace. All right. So God is telling you something. You have a great high priest who you are complete in, perfect in, who will present you faultless before the Father. And it's all going to be through his grace. Five. But in those five colors, he's going to give you the gospel. For God, gold speaks of deity in your Bible. Gold always speaks of deity, of God. All right? That speaks of God's initiating His grace, God giving us His grace. The blue speaks of heavenly. You've got your crayon stories and your crayon songs and so forth. That's where all this came from. Blue speaks of heavenly, the God who is in the heavens. Purple speaks of royalty. This great high priest is not just a high priest, he is also a king. Melchizedek, which Jesus is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, was both priest and king. I had a lady comment on one of my posts this week, and she said, Jesus and the Bible's not political. That's the dumbest statement. I hate to tell you, that's the dumbest statement I've ever nearly heard. Jesus Christ is king. That's political. He's going to rule. That's political. He's going to govern. That's but the government shall be upon his shoulders. That's political. Amen. See, they want to put God out of government. Ah, that's right. Amen. Well, the next color is scarlet. Now, anybody, tell me, what's scarlet speak of? The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's telling you that God up in heaven, blue, gold, God, gold, blue up in heaven. In the purple, who is king of kings and Lord of lords, has provided you a redeemer through the blood of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the white linen, what's that speak of? The righteousness of Jesus Christ. 
and is telling you that this God who's up in heaven, who is a king, who's your redeemer, who shed his blood scarlet, has given you his righteousness because the Bible is very clear that the white linen is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Do you know what those five colors is telling you that by the grace of God, he's going to save you. And that's what he's going to save you by grace. And it's telling you how it's done even in the colors that God described. So the very nature and the essence of grace is that we receive blessing and favor from God Almighty through the work and merit of another person. I love to preach on this because it knocks the props out from underneath them self-righteous people. Amen. Hey, it's not my word. It's all Jesus. Amen. It ain't how good you're living. So God, God commented on my Facebook post this week. Well, we're going to go to heaven or something like this about how well we live or if we live by the word. You don't go to heaven by living by the word. Every one of you go to hell if you did that. You're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Throne of grace. The Bible said in Hebrews 14, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. How do we come boldly? Because I have a great high priest who gives me access to the father. Now look at verse number 16. Look at verse 16. Four square, it shall, it shall be being doubled. A span shall be the length thereof, and a span shall be the breadth thereof. Now, if I get excited here, you just hold your ears, okay, if I holler and howl. All right? Because I'm going to tell you something. This is the sweet stuff to me. I, I'm a child of God. I'm saved. Amen? I'm sorry I ought to have been in hell, and I know it, and every time I think about it, but I ain't going because of what Jesus did, I get happy about it. Amen? I ain't burning forever in hell. By the way, if you ain't saved, you're going to burn hell forever. Ever. I'm happy I ain't going. Amen. Amen. And not going. If I, if I don't do anything, it's come to church and we'll say, God, thank God I ain't going to hell. Amen. You can have a good time worshiping God if you just want to. Well, anyway, this set is four square, first of all. Well, when the number of four in the Bible is a number of the world, northeast, southwest, all kinds of stuff, four men, the mineral world, the animal, all stuff, four is a number world. Watch John 3 16. For God so loved the world. So what's he telling us? What's it? Put that priest back up here again, if you can. He's telling you right here, right here, front and center, that I'm, I'm a complete, there's seven garments. I'm a complete, perfect, great high priest for you. And I'm going to save you by my grace. And that God is going to do all the work. Gold. Somebody help me. Blue. Purple, scarlet, and white. I'm saving you by my grace without any of your works. I'm going to, I'm saving you through my grace, through the work, that, and I'm going to give you my righteousness. And he says, this gospel, this gospel is to the whole world. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He is telling you and I that he said, God tasted death for every man. I am telling you right now, I'm a whosoever will. Amen. I don't care what you've done. I don't, care if, I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. The blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you from all sin. God can save you. He, this gospel, this great high priest is for the entire world. It's not just for America. It's not just for the Norwood. It's for everybody. Amen. God saves people. Now, so it's four square. That's the gospel of grace to the whole world. And whosoever will, the Bible said again, it's a taste of death for every minute. Now I'm going to give you something here. This is good. The Bible said in the New Testament, let everything be done decently and in order. I'm going to tell you right now, every time you watch what God does, he does it decently and he does it in order. 
Satan is the author of confusion. And he does all of this in order. Now, I'm going to show you something. Bless your heart, man alive. When I read this, I just get wound up. It said, it shall be, it, four square, it being double. Yeah. Double. Hmm. God says, Moses, I want you to have them men that have filled the Holy Ghost to make this thing, and I want you to double it. And it was doubled and sewn down and under and up. And inside was a pouch. All right, now, it was four square, so if you're going to double it, two times four is what? Anybody tell me what the number of eight is? New beginning. It's the number of resurrection. Jesus Christ was resurrected on the eighth day, first day of the week. Seven days, Sunday is the eighth day, and eight in the Bible is the number of resurrection. What's he telling you? That if you believe on this great high priest and accept his gospel and accept his righteousness, God will give you a new birth and a new beginning. And he'll give you a spiritual resurrection as well as a bodily resurrection. And he is the one who gives new beginnings. Amen. Hey, don't try to tell me this Bible ain't the inspired word of God. It's the word of God. Amen. You couldn't come up with that. I didn't come up with it. God did it. Now watch this. I just love this. I just love this. You poor kids that's raised in 2022, you don't know much. Because you didn't live back when you should have. <laughs> How many of you kids know what a span is? I didn't say spam. I said span. I want to know how many of you kids know what a span is? Now, ain't this pitiful. You kids know. Tell us what it is. Huh? You're exactly right. You see, raise your hand up again like you did there. Do it like this. I want to show you what a span is. Right from there to there. They used to say that horse is 12 spans or 4 spans or how many spans, Danny? About 4 or 5 spans. That's how they measured the height of a horse. They used to measure by the span. God, oh, I'll tell you what this is, something else. God said, I want you to make it a span like this and a span like that and notice a span. Why would God use the word term? Why would he use the measurement of a span, which is a measurement from your thumb to your little finger? I'll tell you why. Because in John chapter 10 and verse 28, listen to me good. I give unto them eternal life. And no man is able to pluck them where? Out of my hand. You know what the next verse says? You double something up, you're talking about strengthening it, right? You said, let's put two chains, let's put two chains on that tractor. They doubled it. You know what the verse 30 says? I and my father are one. You know what God's telling you? By that thing right there? You know why he said a span? Because it's a picture that he has us in his span, in his hand. And he's going to tell you later that no man, nobody can take you out of God's hand. Amen. 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 That's why we preach eternal life here, because that's what the Bible teaches. Right. Amen. Amen. You say, well, now the devil might take you out of hand. 
Oh, I, I want to ask you a question. How many here thinks the devil is so powerful that he can walk up to that high priest? And by the way, the jewels in there picture you and me that are saved. How many thinks that he's going to let the devil walk up there and take a... And I'll show you later why I can't. Does anybody like this besides me? This good stuff, amen? I'll tell you what, y'all to go home and say, bless God Almighty, I got a high priest who's complete and perfect and all I need, who has given me his own life for my salvation, his blood. He's made me, he's my king, he's my high priest. He's given me his righteousness. I don't have to depend on how righteous I am. He's, oh my goodness. He's got me in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole. Oh, you all know that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. He's got you. When you got saved, he puts you in his hand. We get some more about. Anyway, I get excited about that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'll get. I'll just get settled down here. So anyway, let's look at the stones for a little bit. Let's look at the stones. Let's go to verse number, oh, down there, Exodus 28 and verse number 17. And thou shalt set, underline that in your Bible, set. It in settings of stones, even four rows of stones. The first row shall be a sardis, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This shall be the first row. Second row shall be an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. Third row, a ligure, an agate, and an amethyst. By the way, that's the three that the devil and back over where we was at this morning that's not in that list. Verse number 20, in the fourth row of the barrel, the onks and the jasper, and they shall be set in what? In their what? In closings. Did you know that the New Testament says that you and I are, watch this, hid in Christ in God. I'm going to be honest with you. There was a time in my life when I'd have sat there and I'd have said, what's this guy talking about? And I wouldn't have been excited about it, Brother Jones. But I'm 69. I'm looking toward the shore. I'm mighty excited about it. I've been, we, watch this. The Bible said we are seated, set, sitting. We are seated where? In heavenly places where? Did you get this? Every New Testament doctrine is in the, about the position of the Christian is in, whoop, let's go back to the priest, guys, is in this deal right here. You and I are seated in heavenly places in Christ. Tell me where Christ is at. He's at the right hand of the Father, right? We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You say, well, I'm sitting in church this morning. No, spiritually, you're seated in, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's what your Bible says. It's just, you're just as good as already there. Amen. I, I'm trying to think of something to make you shout about. I'll tell you what. If I, I, I just like for you to say, bless God Almighty. I'm glad for being saved. Amen. I'm glad that I'm a jewel of God. I'm setting gold. I'm setting Christ deity gold. I'm setting God. Ain't nobody can take me out of him. Amen. Quit listening to the lies of the devil. You might have some fun. Amen. Being saved if you ever get a hold of this truth. Well, the stones. First of all, they represented primarily the 12 tribes of Israel. Secondarily applications, they represent the 12 apostles and the church. 
launched it out from the 12 apostles. Take your Bible to first, guys, put up first Peter chapter two and verse number four and five. I'll show you it's in the Bible. Everything's, it's all in the Bible. First Peter chapter two, verse number four. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Hey, how many knows that God chose you? Amen. Amen. How many knows in God's sight you're precious? Amen. Look at here. Ye also. How many knows that Christ is the living stone? He's the rock. Everything okay? Okay. All right. God bless you. We love you. All right, now, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Ye also as what kind of stones? Lively stones, amen. Not, not set there like a knot on a log. I'll tell you how. You still, I just don't believe in that kind of, I just don't believe in that, that emotional stuff and getting excited stuff. Well... When your wife reaches over and throws her leg around you and smacks you on the lips, you're going to go, I ain't. <laughs> I'm going, woo, glory to God. You know, I'm just saying, you know something? God gives you great, wonderful truths. You ought to get a little bit excited about it. Listen, Jason, everything you, you, and you ain't taking nothing with you, but that's all. Go, you're going to that, amen. He, it, we are lively stones building. He said, he said something about it. He said, chosen of God and precious. I'm telling you something right now. The application here, now the place is setting. Oh, mercy. Oh, mercy. Thanks a lot. Put that, put that blessed prayer up here again. Now here's church. I want to be up here. In fact, I want to be right there. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody with me? Yeah. I'll be right there. I ain't. A, I'm, if I can, if I'm going to be down here, I won't be in church. Yeah. Did you know what your Bible says? That He has placed us in the body as it pleased Him, yeah. not as pleased us. Amen. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Hey. Learn to accept where God has put you in the body. Amen. Now, boy, I'll tell you this good stuff. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Where's that thing at? Over his heart. You know what the Apostle Paul said? I have you in my heart. Can I tell you something? There is no more beautiful picture in this world of the love of your Savior than as the picture of Him as your great high priest who has you on His heart and carrying you into the presence of Almighty God, representing you in spite of your sin, in spite of your failure, in spite of your fleshliness, in spite of your disobedience. As His child, He is carrying you in perfect and complete, faultless before the throne of God. He has you where it counts. Not dangling from his leg. Not on his back. Not even up here. But he has you here. Oh, I wish somehow or another I could relate to us today the love of God. How much he loves you. He not only died for you when you received him as your Savior, 
places you upon his heart and carries you into the presence of Almighty God. Has anybody besides me messed up royally this week? <laughs> I'm glad you all did, man. I'll tell you what. I'm so glad to have a Savior who has an affection, who's moved with compassion, who understands my thoughts afar so off, who pitieth me as a father pitieth his children, who knows my down sittings and my uprisings. How many has got more uprisings than you got down sittings? <laughs> I don't know. I, I should. I don't know why God ever called me to preach for. First, go to Ephesians two six. Uh, let's go to Ephesians two four up here on the wall and look at it. Ephesians two four. See, it's in First Corinthians twelve eighteen. If you want to write it down, where it says God has set the members as it hath pleased Him. Okay. Boy, I tell you, it's hot up here. We're in Ephesians two verse number six. <clears throat> Boy, this. Watch it. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even whom we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, made us alive, that's our resurrection, together with Christ, by grace are you saved, hath, watch this, raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Where? In Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace, jewels, in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Go on to not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, what's this? Verse 10. Now, you, most people will not quote verse 10 to you. And it should be quoted with Ephesians 2 8 and 9. For we are what? His workmanship. You see, God saved you. He didn't save you, set in church the rest of your life. He saved you and he's working you and he wants to place you as his jewels upon his breast to glorify him and we are his workmanship. You as a living stone are his workmanship. How many has ever heard the song, he's still working on me? And he is. All right. So let's go. So it, anyway, we're, we're sitting in Christ. Go to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I want to show you this is so simple and the gospel simple. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Now, I want to ask you a question. We're, watch this. He did not say that we are working. He said we are his workmanship. So who's working? He is. All right. Now, God took you, put you in Christ, and he said you're seated in heaven. Now, watch Matthew 28. Let's see. No, I'm sorry. Matthew 11, verse 28. Matthew 11. Watch this. This will help you. This will really help you. Jesus says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will do something. What did he do? Give you rest. Now, Bob, I don't know whether you caught it or not, but on that high priest, there was one stone that was just jumping and jumping and moving, and he was all agitated. There wasn't, was there? Get this. God wants you to rest in Christ. He's talking about your spiritual rest. He doesn't want you worrying, fretting, <coughs> buzzed out. Do you know why people are so messed up in America? Because they're not resting in Christ. But I'm going to tell you the truth about it is. 
we can, you can rest and should rest. It's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do you any good to be all buzzed out about everything. Rest in him. He's the one that did the work. Rest in him. By the way, if you're not resting in him, how are you going to shine? How are you going to reflect his glory? Because that's what part of that stone is to do. And if, I, if you don't get anything else out of this message today, you know what your great high priest is telling you? You can rest in me. Jesus said it's finished. Amen. You're not adding to it. The work is done. Amen. He's put you in Christ. Okay. Well, I'm going to do one more and we're going to quit. And then we'll do the rest of it tonight. Let's go to verse uh, 9 of chapter 28. And he said, Thou shalt take two ox stones and grave them on them, the names of the children of Israel. And six names on one stone, the other six names of the rest of the other stone, according to their birth. With the work of an engraver. Oh, man alive. I've got to wait to get to that. Uh, in stone, like the engraving of a signet, which thou shalt engrave the two stones with the names of the children of Israel. Thou shalt make them to be set in ouches of gold. And thou shalt put the two stones upon the shoulders of the ephod for stones of memorial unto the children of Israel. And Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord. Now get this. Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord upon his two shoulders for a memorial. Now here's what's going on. This high priest has the breastplate. It has gold rings and gold chains going up to these two gold settings that's holding these two onk stones with six of each tribe on it. Okay? And it's on his shoulders. Mm. In Luke chapter 15, there's a parable Jesus gives about a lost sheep. How many knows where Christ carried the lost sheep? On his shoulders. Shoulders, in the biblical analogy of the body, is a picture of strength. Let me tell you where you're being carried. You're being carried on the shoulders of your Savior. Now, how many knows that in the devil's version? Now, I, I, I bet Reggie don't do this. Don't go there. But if the devil want, if he had his way, you know what he'd have that shepherd picking up the sheep, getting about third way home and stumbling and falling and losing the sheep. And that's not the story. He goes and gets that sheep, puts it on his shoulders. And the Bible says he goes, takes it all the way. Jesus Christ, you being in this breastplate on his heart, there's two things you have and we're going to go home. You have his strength and you have his affection. You see, I can love you, but I may not have the strength to help you. Get this. Jesus not only loves you with an everlasting love, but he has the strength to take you all the way through and to carry you all the way. I am so sick of churches preaching that it's how well you live is going to get you, get you there in the end. I can't hardly take it. And the reason I can't hardly take it because it takes away the glory of God. Yeah. 
It steals Jesus' glory. Now, when, I want to give you that. Now, the Lord spoke to me about this. Boy, it's just, it's in, invariably when I get a message together, God will say, that's part of your problem. You fix this. God's affection is never disconnected to his strength. And his strength and his power is never disassociated from his affection. If we're not careful, we want to preach about the power of God to throw you in hell. But we disconnect it from the affection that he loves you. We want to preach on the power of God to chastise disobedient Christians. But we don't want to talk about his affection to forgive them and to restore them and lift them up. This is one of the greatest truths about the great high priest. His strength, which is almighty strength, is never disconnected from his affection to you. Let me tell you how God dealt with me about this. As a father and as a husband, God told me this week, don't you ever separate your strength as a husband and a father from affection toward your wife and your children. If you separate strength from affection, either way you'll have trouble. You love them so much, but you don't have the strength to rebuke them. You, won't, you just let them get by. You won't correct what's wrong. Or you have the strength to correct it, but you don't do it in love. There it is. Boy, what a Savior. Can you believe, if, are you like me, can you believe you look at that piece, that square thing on his breast, and say there's so much in it about our Lord Jesus Christ? And tonight I'll finish this out, and I don't know just how it'll go, you know, but my goodness. You know what it does to me? It makes me want to bow before my Lord and say, what a Savior. A Savior who's totally complete, that I'm complete in. A Savior that's perfect. A Savior who loved me. A Savior who's my King, my great high priest. A Savior who shed his blood for me was my offering, not just my priest to make the offering, but offered himself. A Savior who gave me his righteousness. A Savior who chose me and said I'm precious to him. A Savior who set me in the body of Christ. A Savior who set me in Christ in God. Gold. A Savior who set me as it pleased him and who knows, who created me, knows what's best for me. A Savior who has me in his hand and can never be pulled out. What a Savior. What a great high priest we have today. I hope this will be a blessing to you. And I hope it will let you know that you have a living Bible, not the one that they put out. But you have a Bible that is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It is the very Word of God. And I do not know or ever heard of a man who could have come up with something like that. 
which pictured everything that your Savior did for you in the New Testament. And I want to tell you what we're going to do. If that had been me up there today, and it could have been, and I'd have fell over and I'd have died. The Apostle Paul said to die is gain. Because like they sung a while ago, we'll see his face. And I'm going to tell you something. This whole thing is about him. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about us. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to his holy name this morning. Amen. Amen. I want you to, I want you right now, if you're saved, would you just say, Lord, thank you that I have a great high priest. Whoever lives to make intercession for me, who's carrying me, who's enclosed me, who's bearing me, who loves me and is bearing me with his strength into eternity. My land. There's no religion in the world comes close. They're just left behind in the dust of their self-righteousness and their works. What a savior we have. We're going to close today. I'd like for the pants. I'd like for us to sing a good song. Anybody got a song out today?